pothead chaser. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for joining us. We are Taiwan's number one English language NBA podcast, coming to you from the heart of Da'an, Daria. This is your host, Sam Yavs, my co-host with me, Matty Von Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Ready for part two of this hot, hot, hot NBA offseason. It's super smoking hot here. The West Coast is on fire, forest fires everywhere. There's nothing happening in the NBA, but we got some hot takes on it anyway. We got stuff to talk about. It is, uh, really it is a Tuesday, takes. September 12, 2017, and today Maddie and I are going to be talking uh, NBA tampering and going into a little bit of lottery reform today, so uh, stick with us for that. Uh, our first topic we want to get into is tampering. Matt, this, uh, this week the Lakers were fined $500,000. That's half a million dollars. Oh, my goodness. This is really important, you guys. Whatever you're doing right now, you should stop it. If you're on the treadmill, slow it down. Yeah. You're driving, pull over. Take a break. This is important. No, it's not important. No Tampering cares. should happen. It's important. It's a job of an agent. It's a job of a team. You should be finding out information. Everyone is tampering. Now, what is tampering, Matt? What is tampering? Everything. Everything is tampering. You can't talk to the players. The teams can't talk to the players. The teams can't talk to the agents. But all these things happen. And you but can the never... players can talk to the players. The players can talk to the players, and they can talk to their team. Yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazingly hypocritical, ridiculous system, and uh, and it was exposed this week by the the absolute slap on the wrist, half a million dollar fine. Like the Lakers wouldn't pay half a million dollars to sign Paul George every fucking time. Just yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous. Like Zach Lowe and a bunch of other people have came out and said like, oh, that's the price if we get caught red-handed. Five hundred thousand? Half a million? Yeah, really? Shit! Like let, let's put it let's put it on the team's budget for because they had them red-handed. They had which 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 has been suggested and it's been reported elsewhere. We're not reporters. We're just repeating what we've heard. It's been reported elsewhere that that suggests that they had they had an email or they had a text message or a, some proof they of had electronic concrete receipt. Proof. Yeah, it's concrete, concrete proof. proof. So it basically, anything short of like. A drawn-up contract already that said Paul George 2018, like scrawled with a sharpie, something like that. Like short of having the actual contract ready for the player, this is as red-handed as you can get caught. It is the worst example. It is as far as you can go in tampering, and they were just absolutely let off the hook. The worst rules in the world, the one that caused the most harm, are the ones that are unenforceable. Inenforceable or unenforceable? Unenforceable. Unenforceable. Because honest people... Inflammable. <laughs> honest people will not choose this route, and dishonest people will choose this route and not get caught. So if a rule is unenforceable, these are the worst rules. They cause mm. the most pain, the most harm. And if you are making this rule in the NBA where tampering is illegal and, and we should bring shame to this and how dare you... Yeah. And you are a team who abides by that, you are fucking your team you over. Are fu- yeah. You are fucking your team over. <laughs> For this example, is, Indiana Pacers. That's Indiana. my first one. So I got the number one team, the team who should be tampering. This is yeah. this segment tonight is called the teams that should be tampering because every team has to tamper if tampering is allowed. I don't think tampering should be allowed, but if it is allowed, your team should not be tampering. Mm. And it is allowed, so your team should tamper. You need to look at what you can get for Paul George. Mm-hmm. If you can just wait, here's some Chinese for you. If you motherfuckers can, Danny Sha, Danny Sha, just wait, wait. Talk to talk to the Celtics. Say, hey, you get Hayward, you give us the Brooklyn pick. 
I bet Boston does it. I bet Boston gives them the Brooklyn pick. You got to throw in some salaries, but I bet Boston gives them a shitload if they know, hey, we need to sign Hayward first. We, we can't trade for Paul George because then we can't sign Hayward. Yeah. That's not how the cap works. But if we sign Hayward, then we can trade for Paul George. And if Indiana and Boston could have just tampered together, mm. is, that a, is that a verb, tamper? They, they tampered together. They, they co-tampered. Uh, they, they co- if they could have co-tampered, they could have worked this shit out, Sam. I don't know. They I don't could, know. No, no, maybe no, no, they tam- no. Maybe this, here's some tamper inception no. for you. Tamper inception. Maybe they did co-tamper In their and then knew that Paul George was already co-tampering with the Lakers and knew that that one-year deal wasn't going to get... They, they, after a year, he's gone anyway. I think if he goes so to... Maybe that level of tampering was so advanced. But if he goes to a great team that wins, mm-hmm. I bet he could stay there. You think he'd stay? People change their minds fast. Absolutely. Hey, last year, mm-hmm. he wanted to stay in Indiana. This yeah. year, he doesn't. Absolutely. So, I, mean, like, I mean, L.A. has, you know, Hollywood, that. movie stars, sun, sand, you know. Me. Perfect weather all the year. Yeah, yeah. Matt Van Ryan's. He wants to see a tour of my old apartment. Boston has, um, there's, uh, there's, there's the, uh, the duck boats. Have you ever been on duck, duck boats? Duck boat ride? Yeah. Uh, clam Sounds chowder. Cool. Uh, yeah, Ooh. and uh, um, and uh, uh, racism. Yeah, so that's what Boston's got going for. That's <laughs> great stuff. And a storied history is one of the proudest NBA franchises. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, with him, Hayward, and mm-hmm. then I don't know if the Kyrie deal would still go down, but like that team was stacked. Isaiah yeah. Thomas, injured body plus Hayward plus Millsap. Are we talking? We get George and Kyrie. No, I, I don't think you get Paul. I don't think you get Kyrie. I think you're stuck with Isaiah Thomas's injured body. Yeah, we're starting with the the, the carcass of Isaiah Thomas's is, is, is hip. Because, is because then I think George. Cleveland doesn't yeah. trade. I, I think Cleveland deep down they kind of commit themselves that hey we're winning this trade. Yeah. In the short run and mm-hmm. the long run. Yeah. Well, they, they ruled the dice, and they might—they might be—they might, be, they might be born out. They might be proven correct. If if it does come back, you could argue, and you know, if they win in the next couple of years, you could argue that they win that trade. Well, uh, and we'll see what they do with that Brooklyn pick. That's but, the biggest thing. So but anyway, if, but if Boston had Paul George, my point is, if Boston had Paul George, yeah, I don't think they would give him Kyrie. Yeah. Then you're just stacking the deck against yourself. Yeah. Then they've got a, a legit big three. They've got a Hayward. I, I think Paul they George, can. Yeah. Kyrie. I think they. Whew, and Millsap. Uh, 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 that's Horford. Like, sorry, yeah. Horford. Millsaps on my boys. Denver is a new J right now. Yeah, Horford. Yeah, so that's a team that should be. So, uh, so, so I, I believe they should be. They should have tampered. They should have found out what's the best deal. Why not wait? You, you couldn't get Oladipo in September. Yeah, get it above board. Get tampering. But uh, we know now that the Pacers do not tamper because they were the ones who leveled the tampering charge against the Lakers. So they better not be fucking tampering because every team will report them. They're like the snitch in class. You know, they're the ones who fucking snitched out. And the snitches other people, yeah. get... Stitches, according stitches. to Carmelo Anthony's 2005 rap video. Um, first team that I think should be tampering in the NBA needs to hop on the tampering bandwagon. If they're not tampering now, they need to start tampering way harder. The Toronto Raptors. Wow. Toronto's wow. an amazing city. It's an international city. There's a fa- absolutely fantastic Covered place. Covered in ice half the year. Well, it's a little chilly, yeah, for sure. But it's not that much further north. There are other cities in the NBA that are further north. I think Minnesota's further north than, than Toronto. And, um, and Minnesota gets all the top free agents. Yeah, Minnesota's you're a, making a, a great uh, point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, but Toronto is, uh, they have Drake. And Drake should be leading the charge in the tampering, by the way. Like, Drake 
is so good with the ladies that he should just be pawning off side ladies to potential tampering targets. Why is Toronto not getting the love as a major international city? It's a destination. It's a creative center. It's a it's the media center of Canada, proud nation of 30 million people um, hugging our border desperately. Of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Toronto is an amazing city. You can have a great time in in Canada. Uh, I think Toronto needs to hop on the tampering bandwagon and Drake needs to lead the charge into the breach. Drake needs to be taking people out to whatever the pubs are on, on, on Queen Street, on York, wherever you go in Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. That They should be they should be tampered right now yeah. because they get no respect. I like it. And they need to distance themselves publicly from yeah. Drake. Drake is not an ambassador. Drake has nothing to do with this team. Mm. We don't know who Drake is. Yeah, you would have, we certainly like, haven't hired him Drake, to tamper. Yeah. You have front row seats for the rest of your yeah, life. Your life, yeah. Get us Kevin Durant. Get us Kevin, yeah. Go talk to KD. Get him up here, yeah. That's I like so, that one. Yeah. Right, how about this one? Yeah. Orlando. Orlando Magic. Here's why Orlando needs to tamper. Mm. Because they lose every fucking trade. <laughs> yeah. They lose every fucking they trade. They lose trades so hard. <laughs> Last year, they traded... Oladipo and the 11th pick. I mean, that's what it was. It, it was the 11th pick, mm. which happened to be Demonte Sabonis, but it's the 11th pick mm. for one year of Serge Ibaka. To be, and you're a horrible team. Like, mm. how, is, how is this ever going to work? And then... They're like, oh, we don't want that year of Ibaka, actually. <laughs> but, you, and then, yeah, and they got a little bit back. Okay, they salvaged it. But you know what Oklahoma City got for... Victor Oladipo and the 11th pick. Paul! Paul George. George. So that means for those two players, I mean, I know. That's an amazing. You you can't work on the same timelines and things. Mm. It's variables. But for those same players that Mm. they got one year of Ibaka. I mean, you could argue that the the undecided 11th pick is way more exciting than Sabonis. (laughs) You can make that argument, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's true of any draft pick. Once you draft them, the pick loses value. Yeah. Once it has a name attached to it, it loses value. Especially when the name is Sabonis. No, Sabonis actually is a young player. Flash on the left side. Yeah, Sabonis. 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 Portland OG. Portland OG. That's right, yeah. Arvidas, man. His dad taped up knees. Remember those fucking knee braces he used to wear? Dude, he was a beast. He was really good. Man, if he could have come, like, if he could have come, like, 10 years early. Nurkic, by the way. In the shape of his life, reportedly. He looks cut, yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, I, I, I think Orlando's the kind of team that they just, they lose every trade. And, mm-hmm. and everyone knows they lose a trade. It was a horrible trade to yeah. trade. Oladipo, the number two pick, three years before. Mm-hmm. And this year's, I mean, in the, in the current moment, mm-hmm. this year's 11th pick for one year rental when you're not a contender you're not even a playoff team you're just you're nothing they had a Baca. they couldn't even get to the top 12 like yeah. they were just horrible they were just they were just They're scraping the team. bottom it, like it, what if we signed only hybrid power forwards who can't shoot <laughs> what if we only have athletic power forwards who can't shoot just just brutal yeah. and so I, I, I think I, I think they've lost every trade that they've made in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so I think they really need to they need to do more tampering. They need to ask around the league, hey, what do you think about this trade? You know, yeah. what else can we get? Hey, or just ask people, like, I'm, I'm about ready to trade my, uh, my, my second round or my second overall pick and this year's lottery pick yeah. for one year of a player. I will give you a second round pick if you can just tell me if this is a good trade or not. Like, <laughs> just, just start selling. Aaron Gordon will, like, will trade you some of his, his proprietary dunks for the slam dunk contest. They'll go. Absolutely. And, they'll go and coach you up on how to do just it. Just call well. RC Buford. Like, 
Here's a second round pick for advice. For like, advice, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. They gotta do it. They gotta tamper. I like that. I like the I like the trading for advice. <laughs> what do you think it, about Sergio? If you're Parker? that bad, if your trades are always that bad, like yeah. why not find someone smarter than you? Cash considerations, man. Yeah. Okay, one team that I think uh, the last team that I have for a team that I think should tamper, uh, and I think should get really really deep into the tampering. I'm talking like Joe Smith Minnesota contract tampering. Oh. Is the New York Knicks the Knickerbockers? All right. What did they sign Hardaway for? What was that deal? Four years, 70? Yeah. Four years, 70 million dollars, right? How about you sign him for four years, 15 million, with a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and now he's doing like halftime shows for Rangers games, getting, you know, a million and a half per per show, whatever like that. He's opening for James Dolan's band on the road whenever they go out there, getting a million per show, whatever that contract is, whenever like that. Give the New York Knicks need to start handing out side hustles to players. Stop pay, overpaying. Like everyone would have believed if you told me like the, the Tim Hardaway signed for four years, fifteen million. I would have been like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. Four years, seven, you know, seventy million. I fell out of my fucking chair. Like if you want to give them that much money, for that. <laughs> find find a way to pay these guys off the books. You know, Madison Square Garden is a huge company. It's a huge property. There's lots of different ways you can find to pay these guys. Have them be ushers at Rangers games, whatever. Pay them a million per game, whatever. You need to do just fucking stop handing out these ridiculous contracts. They need to tamper. They need to tamper the New York Knickerbockers. Come on, we need New York to be great again. The NBA is better when New York's got a good team. I, I disagree with the last point, but I, I love the first point. And I, I think I think that might be the future. And this is like we all hate tampering, but it's like a, a reality. And we all hate buddy buddy ball, right? Mm. We all hate this. We all hate super teams. We all yeah, hate buddy super ball. teams. Yeah, we, we all hate this buddy ball, but it's a reality. I think the next reality is like, hey, LeBron, come to L.A., sign for the minimum, and uh, oh yeah, I also own like this movie distribution company. Yeah. Your next, your next three movies get greenlit. Well, haven't we seen like the the soft version of this for years playing out in Dallas, where you know Nowitzki has has been signing for you know taking a cut on some recent yeah, time yeah. because it's just assumed that he will slide into a front office position or a, a permanent Mavericks position. But before it wasn't. And then this is sort of a soft transition, but don't you think it's going to get egregious where yeah. it's like, I hey, yeah. hey, Tim Hardaway, like, mm. can, you, uh, can you balance bowls on your head while you, <laughs> when you roll around on a ball during halftime at a Rangers show? <laughs> or can you drive Uber and when they leave your tip, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, four hundred thousand. Weird. Another yeah, another half a million dollar tip for my twelve dollar uh, yeah from I James mean, Dolan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, we could see. How can you I stop like it? that. How can you stop it? Yeah, well, that's the but already with the tampering has been so ridiculous is is that it, it uh, it's already impossible to stop because we've allowed the players are allowed to talk to each other and then the players are allowed to talk to their own teams. Don't talk to each other. Yeah, don't talk to each other. Why would you try Let's to muzzle these? Why players. would you try to yeah? Why would you try to get any leverage in this ridiculously unfair? salary cap, weird labor market that you're already working for at 10 years probably at most. So Sam Yards, man, NBA genius, you gotta drop some knowledge, man. How can the NBA stay ahead of this? Stay ahead of tampering? This tampering and also the the future benefits, the wink-wink deals, because Mm. these things are gonna become more and more popular and and tampering more and more common. Like, how can the NBA, I mean, like, we're gonna get into a little bit now with the lottery reform, Mm -hmm. But like, and the five hundred thousand dollars slap on the wrist yeah. to Lakers. But like, how can the NBA actually stay ahead of this well, then, and keep the competition fair? Well, the first thing you need to move the free agency to before the NBA draft. It's been talked about elsewhere. Mm, you need to move that for the NBA draft. You need to you actually. Need, I haven't heard that too much. You need to get rid of that free agency waiting period where you have these 
players being the ridiculous DeAndre Jordan situation. We have players being reported going to one team, but they have to wait a week. You all, know, everyone knows the deal is signed, sealed, and delivered. So everyone knows we exist in this team. Just get rid of that period. Just just eliminate that time. But the easiest way to solve that is what Mark Cuban did last year, and he handcuffed Harrison Barnes. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, 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 kidnapped players or like that. I mean. Uh, I, I think that you're. I don't think you're not going to get rid of, of of players talking to each other on social media. So get get rid of the pretense, <laughs> or in games, or, or in games, or just whatever. Yeah. So get games. rid of the pretense of this whole free agency waiting period. That ridiculous. Yeah. That ridiculous stretch of time right there. That would help. That would be a beginning because then we'd at least start that. So you know, this contract signed at twelve oh one a.m. Like oh wow, Mozgov got locked up super quick. Like, wow, you know, they, yeah. they texted him thirty seconds. Hey, was that? Yes, I do. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sounds wow, pretty, it's yeah. totally legit. He made this great deal. So like, yeah, eliminate that. Get rid of that farce. That would at least eliminate some of like the sideshow aspect of it. Well, and, uh, and it goes back to like your point goes back to if you make these rules that are un in. in unenforceable yeah. you make these rules that are unenforceable you're just punishing the the honest teams with integrity because yeah. all these rules are unenforceable so anyone can do whatever the fuck they want yeah. and the teams who are following the rules are just gonna get fucked if you wait till 12 o'clock and be like yo Kevin man you coming to Atlanta what's up brother <laughs> like, KD you want to do KD in Atlanta it's like he's already signed his contract like a yeah, week ago it's like, done yeah he, it's done it's been it's been dealt with I mean uh, so you're punishing the honest so teams. I think you get rid of the the, the, the far, you take away the face you know the, the emperor has no clothes you, you take away that that free agency waiting period and then yeah and then and then, for, and then forget about these ridiculous like I think that short of players under contract with a team shouldn't be allowed to drop a contract with new teams you shouldn't be able to discuss terms with agents. There should be some kind of policing, but at the same time, like that's um, yeah, that's a challenge. Like if it's you a just kind of yeah. open it up, then is it yeah, just where do you where do you draw that line? Or you know, like uh, I mean, but, I guess. But, that's but what how do you know? Do. Like, are you, are you gonna wiretap the agents? Like, yeah, how much? Yeah, how much investigative authority does uh, does uh, the NBA have? You know, David Stern God knows the NFL. God knows the NFL. Magnifying glass. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, no. David Stern just pick up. Yeah, David Stern. David Stern just in your hotel room, just sneaking around. Taking DNA samples out of the used condoms. Now, to, to me, like, do you think that tampering is a big issue in the league? I think... Is it something that upsets you about the NBA and affects I, your enjoyment of the league? I said this to you off air that I hate when people talk about, like, oh, my God, like, one team is tanking, so the whole league is going to tank, or a couple of players group up, so the whole team's going to... We're talking about tanking now? No, we're talking about everything. I'm okay. talking, talking about when people overreact to one situation. Yeah. Because one situation is really bad. Yeah. When one team like Philadelphia tanks that hard, it's fucking bad for the league. Mm. If every other team tanks, but if one team does it, it's not bad. Mm. But we're so afraid that it's going to happen. So, as far as tampering goes, like, I, I think how it is now is fine. And I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite, but I actually do think it's going to get out of control. Yeah. Because... I mean, just there's how can you prove anything? Yeah. And the worst thing is, right after this, we're gonna get into lottery reform. We have some hot takes on this, but if you're if you're gonna make the lottery less incentivized and you're gonna make it harder for bad teams to improve via lottery, mm. you have to make it easier for them to improve in other ways mm. via free agency. But now, the league we live in now. Any player who's who wants to force a trade, mm. Paul George says, "Yeah, I'm not playing for you, mm. Indiana." And so everyone lines up. 
Portland, yeah. Orlando, Charlotte, and he says, "I'm going." To, and his agent leaks to everyone. Don't don't trade for him. Mm. He's going to LA next year. Yeah, or with what so, we saw with Kyrie. So now you've prevented these bad teams. Yeah, same with Kyrie. Yeah. You, you prevented these teams from building via trade because mm. their their agent and their agent has so much power. Yeah. And the player has so much power. And now you're gonna de 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 incentivize the draft, which I like de incentivizing the draft. But now it's like, well, how are you gonna help these bad teams? Are you gonna mm -hmm. really fuck them over because they can't even trade for a guy for two years? Yeah. They like without getting that like guarantee, you know, like yeah. everyone's that guarantee. So yeah. Well, I think I that, do think it's a problem. I think it could be a problem. But I think that problem is is mitigated a little bit by the same things that make tampering easier, which is the social media, the the globalization of the league. Yeah. We talked, you know, it's been talked about a lot. How about players? You know, they don't need to be in a major media market to have the best selling. You know, Kyrie can be in Cleveland and have the best selling shoes, whatever it is. You know, you don't need to be in a major media market to make your splash. Any team can be intriguing. Any team can be a, a free agent destination. If, so it's it's we're moving towards a more uh, meritocratic system, a more a system where the teams are rewarded for being good. You're rewarded for being good. I think that tampering, in some way, is kind of a is kind of a reform to what we're going to talk about next, which is the, which is lottery reform. Let's get into it. Because tanking teams aren't going to pick up those free agents. So uh, let's let's get into lottery reform. Uh, let, let's talk about. Uh, so uh, there's a uh, proposal currently in the competition committee right now that would change basically. Uh, the ability of certain teams who finish with the worst record, they could end up with lower draft picks. Uh, oh, sorry, it should be higher draft picks, but l lower in terms of value than they could previously. So the number one worst team in the NBA could slide as far as the number six pick in the draft. Yeah, and the percentage that they draft number one will no longer be 25. It'll start it, to it, smooth It'll out. go down to like 17. Yeah. Yeah, so, so a significant, a significant percentage. Yeah, um, so, and so yeah, the odds are a little more significant. So at the end of the season, you don't need to tank so hard to like go from three to two. Yeah, because it's not that big of a percentage. Well, let's start from the top with a, just a general overview right now. Like tanking in the NBA, the idea of tanking. Matt, do you think there is a problem in the NBA right now with tanking? I I hate that. It's incentivized. I got that down. Bam. I hate that it's incentivized. But right now, there's not a problem. Right now, in the NBA, and prior to this, there's not a problem. Mm. There's hundreds of examples of teams sitting out players mm. and just trying to lose one game or, mm. or just trying to drop from the, you know, the 16th to 7th seed to play mm. a different team. But I don't think that's that big of a problem at all. I don't think the fans actually care. Yeah. It sucks for that game, yeah. but the fans don't actually care. It doesn't affect the season. It doesn't define it. So yeah. right now, there's no tanking problem. So, yeah, I think that tanking is, a, is, is an issue that, like, you kind of got to break it down, and you've got you to gotta define what you're talking about a little bit with tanking. So the first iteration of tanking is just a team decides that they're just going to be bad that year. Let's take the Chicago Bulls this upcoming yeah. season, whatever like that. Do you exactly. think it's a problem that Chicago is going to be bad this year? No, but it could be. It, it depends how extreme they go. Mm -hmm. I think the Philadelphia route was bad mm -hmm. because it stood out so much. Yeah. And everyone was afraid that they were going to be copycats. Right. There, there hasn't been. But there hasn't been yet. Yeah. So yeah. I think that... Uh, so to be honest, like, no. I mean, to answer your question, like, tanking 
Yeah. Doesn't affect the league. Like we talk about the last couple of seasons, we talk about super teams and yeah. LeBron switching teams and like we don't really. I mean, we do talk about tanking a lot. Yeah. To be fair, but I don't think it scars the league. Like fuck. I think that I, yeah. I was gonna watch the Cavs Warriors game tonight, but the, but that tanking before the game just totally turned me off. Like, yeah, I think that um, I think that if you are really against tanking and it, and it offends you in some kind of moral way, then I think you you do have some kind of obligation to explain the counterpoint of what a team what should Chicago do. Should they sign Dwayne Wade and Miritich again and make sure that those guys, you know, are back on their roster? Should they go out and aggressively pursue free agents despite the fact that they don't have necessarily cap room for them and it will we- knowing that it will weaken their draft position? You know, you have to look at what the opposite of what these teams should do. You can't just say, oh, tanking sucks. You know, what Chicago is doing is terrible. We've got to propose a, a path forward for that team. You've got you to give me something here that okay. they, should, they should be doing. And I got it for you. It's, it starts with the competitive committee. They have to make it important to be a good team. Mm. Not a great team. Every team wants to be a great team. Mm. But to be a good team has to be important. So my, my lottery reform is that the lottery, the lottery flattens out as proposed by the NBA, but it extends all the way to the fifth seed of the NBA. So, if you, so the fifth seed of each conference, conference, who... who so it, basically, if you don't have first round in the, if you don't, if you don't have home, if home court, if you don't have home court, excuse me, you don't have home home court advantage in the first round of the the, the conference, then you have a percentage pick. And here are my percentages. If you are the fifth seed, you have one percent at getting. You have one ball. You have one ball out of the hundred. Mm-hmm. Or or ten balls out of a thousand, however they do it, and the sixth seed has two percent, and the se- seventh seed has three percent, and the eighth seed has four percent, and it just slowly builds towards the first seed who has mm-hmm. about seventeen percent, mm-hmm. and it just incrementally goes that way. So there's no real reason why you're like, fuck, we gotta drop from the eighth seed to the sixth seed or something mm-hmm. like. There's not that much, like incentive to do that, like. There is a slight, and it helps, but also it encourages you to be good because if you are the, let's say you are the, we always hit on the Orlando Magic, if you're Orlando Magic and you win and you jump up the lottery and you get second seed, you know, how much is it going to help you? You haven't ran your team well and now you have the second seed next year, like the second pick overall, like, is that really going to help you? I don't think so. But if you've run your team well, not great, but well, and you are from the fifth to eighth seed, we're talking maybe you know Washington, Charlotte, Portland, Memphis, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, maybe uh, who else in the East? I have no idea. It's such a, a bonfire over there. Now these teams who are competing when they don't have a great chance of being great. This is the worst part. Is when we de incentivize the middle class. That, that, that's when you know your league is fucked. The treadmill of mediocrity was famous. That, the famous phrase, but I think it was the Indiana, uh, Kevin Pritchard, right? Was the that's how you know the league is, has a problem, when yeah. it's not good to be good. And so if you can give these people a chance, like you can compete, and, and you're, you're trying to accrue assets, mm-hmm. and you still have a chance to get way better. 
jump in the top three, not maybe the first pick, but the third pick, second pick, like you have a chance to jump in to jump in the top three. Man, that I think that will really incentivize a lot of teams to be good because you get that revenue, you get that money, and you have a chance. You're knocking on the door, and you still have a chance. Yeah. But if you're in that like right now, if you're in that three to eight seed, like, yeah, why are you there? What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. and everyone says it's like it's stupid to be in this this range of the five to eight. But if you're also like you're you're accruing assets, your team is pretty good. Plus, you have a chance at getting a lottery pick. Now, I think that makes the league a lot more competitive. I love this idea. I'm I'm hugely on board with this idea. I love it so. Again, just to, to summarize, it would be the lottery is open to uh, the fifth seed on down from both conferences. So the top four teams that have home court advantage do not get in the lottery. Uh, but the but a home court advantage is, is their in incentive as well. Like they're winning a prize in itself. But what I think I think it needs to be coupled with is I think you need to change the home court advantage in the first round in the first round of the playoffs to a, a, a two games one game format. So that the visiting team has a maximum, or the lower seed has a maximum of two home games in the first round. If you keep it a seven-round playoff series, so the first two games would be at the at the the higher seed, and then one game with the lower seed. So it's a four-five, the four seed, first two games with the four seed, one game to the five, back to two at the four, one for the five, and then game seven would go back. Why? Why? To to for, to otherwise to otherwise I think. The chance of getting in the lottery would be a reason to drop from four to five, and you're looking yeah, for reasons to, to, before to make you, teams you have, not. You have home court advantage, and you have a chance to move on by one game in the first round of the playoffs. I, I think it's not enough of an advantage to be to to but to also, knock yourself out of the lottery. But also, my proposed percentage is one percent. Yeah. For the fifth seed, so I mean, do you think being the fourth seed, having the extra game of revenue at home? Plus, having the higher percentage of advancing because you have home games, mm. and then if you advance, then you play the one seed and you and you have, you know, three or four more games. Yeah. No, sorry, three at, at yeah. most. More home games of ho- rev- revenue. Yeah. And team building and you know chemistry with your fans and all this stuff like. I mean, but that's the same argument that people that we made before about like about teams tanking to avoid the eighth spot in the playoffs. Does that like ever happen? I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't that's, think it's and ever that's happened. why it goes back to. I don't my think it's a real thing. I feel like Zach Lowe and people like exaggerate that. Like I don't think teams are trying to get out of the eighth seed. I don't think that's ever a thing because every every single playoff race, someone trades Nurkic and a first round pick for Mason Plumlee. So they can get the AC. <laughs> like it happens every year. Everyone wants the AC. Every team wants the AC. There's no one who doesn't. Getting those play, getting those playoffs reps. I think that the I, I I like the idea for the fifth seed on down, but I would want to couple it with a with an increased at least one more game going to the to the top four teams for a home court hmm. advantage. In only in the first round, first round only. Just first round. Because it's a distinguish. It's a it would become the new line of demarcation where the the fourth seed, uh, the top four seeds. Have a strong home court advantage, so you have a strong incentive throughout the year to try to fight for the top four spots. I like that. I like four. that. I like fighting for different things. And that's the thing. That's why I think your idea. That's what I think Actually, the genius like of your idea is. Like I think that's what the genius, the genius of, the of idea our ideas is, combined is that is that is the um, is that you remove that if it's it's a, a sliding scale from five to the last seed, you remove that incentive to to the choice of 
playoffs or bust or whatever like that. And you move the from same thing from the ninth to the tenth seed as well. And actually, the playoffs become a huge incentive because of one thing you touched on right there, which is the playoff revenue. So all of a sudden, that eighth to ninth is hugely competitive because you're talking about a, a significant chunk of revenue right now, and not that big a difference in your lottery odds if it's between the if the eighth and the tenth best teams don't have, only have a 1% difference between their lottery odds, but they have several hundred thousand dollars difference in terms of potential playoff revenue, that becomes hugely competitive, which keeps games exciting through the end of the year, which is one of the most disappointing things about the system we have now. Absolutely. Which is where the last few games of the year, it's like week 17 NFL thing, and you know, Tom Brady's sitting or something like that. So I love this idea. I love it. I love it. I would add one more tweak to it. I'd add one more tweak. We're dropping some knowledge here. The bottom three teams in each conference have the same lottery odds. Maybe I could go bottom two in each conference, so four teams total, whatever, like that. How about just even it out? Because then, because then it becomes a four and three situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like people want to tank from the fourth seed to the third seed. Yeah. You know, like. But then, I mean, yeah, I guess again, yeah, we're trying to basically like. So, what are we trying to avoid? We're trying to avoid teams. Tanking. We agree that like on purpose. being bad all year, like feeling a bad team that still goes out and tries to win, but it's just a bad team. Is good for the NBA. Can be a good strategy. It's amazing. No. Yeah. And it's good for the NBA. It's good for the fans. But what we really, what the kind of tanking that I feel that we really don't like is when teams shut down players at the end of the year. The worst. When they shut down players, when they, when they, when Horrible. they rejigger, and you end up with the, and you end up. With playoff races that are decided by teams that aren't in the playoffs because the non-playoff teams are mailing it in. Why did Portland make the AC last year? Oh yeah, because they played five teams in a row that were just tanking. They were tanking, yeah. So mm. it's interesting. I really like the idea. I think there's a few tweaks around the edges. I like increasing. I think I feel like that if you make that line the fifth, even though it's only one percent. Just to make that line, I feel like you give the home court a little bit, a little bit extra in that first round anyway. Okay, so how about this? How about a five-game series? Because that would incentivize people to make the playoffs even more. But so you do, you do. Hmm. Simmons has proposed this on his podcast before. Five-game first round is four and four games with the home court advantage. No, I, no, I, I hate that idea. But I would oh, do. I, you, you gotta do. It's tough. You gotta do two, two, and one. Yeah. No four games. That's bullshit. That's that's a D incentivizer. Like, of course you're not gonna be the Warriors in yeah. this in this series. But if you do two games there, and then you get at least one home game. But yeah. if, you, if you can steal one or, or win your home game, then you go to four. But imagine it's a seven game series. Imagine that team that there's a fight for the fourth and fifth spot, and they're going back and forth. And you're that fifth team, and you have on one hand you have a one percent chance of the top spot in the lottery. On the other hand, if you finish in that fifth spot, you got to play uh, five of the games in the other teams, in the other teams uh, court. So it's two one two one game seven back with the with the home court team. I don't know. I like that. I like this. I like that. Given the top wait, four. say that again. You you mean the four and five teams fight? So imagine you have the fourth and fifth seed. Yeah. It's going back and forth. They're they're within a game of each other. They're going back and forth. So it's going down the wire the last couple games of the season. And you know that if you finish in the fifth spot, you have a one percent chance of the lottery. But you're gonna play five of a seven game series on the other team's court. 
I think that's just a, I think that's just a, a good wrinkle. I think there's an incentive on both Five sides. Five of the seven. So it goes two one brutal. two one game seven back to the home team. Yeah. That's brutal, man. I, yeah. I hate that. I, I think it's either going like to the same or go to five but and then do three and two. But you can't give the home team more. That makes it just less competitive. Like It's less interesting if, if the home team, who's obviously the best team, they the best record, has more home games. Like That just makes it less competitive. It makes the first round of the playoffs a bit less competitive in exchange for, which to be fair, I mean, can we go back? When was the last really competitive first round game? And... First round series, and in exchange for making the end of the season way more competitive, because teams are going to be fighting for those top four spots. Because we've just opened up the lottery. Like, okay, so number five only has one percent chance. Number eight has a has a what five percent chance? I think I think what you talked about, like every decision has like a an effect. A ripple effect. Yeah, every, yeah a ripple effect. Every cause has an effect. And you're right, like, it's hard to move one thing without moving another. Yeah. And it's difficult. And the thing is, like, genius minds, NBA minds, have been talking about this for, like, five years. But I've never and, heard an idea like no that. no one has that. found... Oh, wait. Sam, what do you guys say? I've never heard an idea like that. Opening Bam! Up the no, nobody did. Nobody did. Whatever. Greatest idea of all time? I don't know. But the point is, like, it's really hard because even I present a, a good idea, you can find... 10 arguments to tear it down. Like, yeah. It just, if a good idea existed, like Zach Lowe's wheel of draft, mm. <laughs> where each year people, you know, spin the wheel and you can, you can vary between the, the picks. Like there's so many variables and it just, it's really difficult to find one that will work for, for every team and it won't make things too competitive or, or too like, too random, you know. You mm. don't like a, I don't want a one game series like the NCAA, you know, tournament brackets, amazing. You don't want that from the NBA, like you no. don't want like one and done, like no, no, oh shit, shot us yeah. the Cavs, like oh there oh, we wow, go, yeah. there we go, like, yeah, Kimba in the finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, yeah, no, lots of ideas, lots of stuff to discuss. The upcoming season, uh, we can't be more excited for it. We're a month away from tipping off right now. Um, we got a we got a typhoon coming away, Matt. You got any plans? If you have a typhoon day tomorrow, what are you going to be up to? So my apartment got destroyed one month ago when a huge typhoon came through. I think this typhoon will be a moderate typhoon, but my landlord still hasn't fixed anything. And unfortunately, the wind blows his garbage and junk and pipes and wires straight into my window. But I had paint splattered across my apartment. Oh, yeah, I had right. scratching windows. I had just my apartment destroyed. So I'm hoping this uh, moderate uh, this moderate typhoon will uh, not be too bad. We'll ease up on it. Yeah, well, we all, all hope for the best and, uh, and much love to other people who have been suffering through the, the Yo, hurricanes man. back home. Let's get real for a little bit. Like... Taiwan has a lot of typhoons, mm. a lot of typhoons, mm. always typhoons, yeah. typhoon season, typhoon all season. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal, but Taiwan is built for typhoons, it is, we have a huge fucking mountain, yeah. in the middle of the whole entire country, and it just kind of shields it's the non-eastern the east cities. coast is a big, big shield for us, yeah, it's a huge, yeah, but the, the Caribbean islands, I mean, I don't know who listens to this, I don't know who cares, yeah. but if you... If you're listening to this, like, the Caribbean islands are flat islands. Like, those, yeah. Barbuda, 
95% of the houses are destroyed in the whole entire fucking country. Yeah, it is like, insane. Is yeah, because for they, they Irma don't have any mountains. They're just Jose flat. Farm, it's flat. They don't have, uh, and they don't have enough of a landmass to slow down those beasts until exactly. they hit Florida. Yeah, it's uh, it's Taiwan's it's, got some mountains, and the East Coast is brutal too. And like, and they just deal with drainage there. here. You know, they, they like it rains. It rains so much here. That we know how to get rid of water here, yeah. you know, like that. That's it's not a problem in this. Everything's city, built for, it. yeah. It's yeah. like earthquake. There was an earthquake this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, do you feel it? Yeah. I didn't feel it. Oh. I, I ran out of my house naked. Nice. Well, underwear in underwear, but I ran out of the house down the stairs in my underwear. Some nice to the neighbors. That's that's good. Of you, yeah, yeah. You're a big hearted guy. Well, oh, yeah. Much well, love. I, I actually bumped into a neighbor. I was in my <laughs> underwear. He was in clothes. <laughs> was he scared too? <laughs> All right. This has been Doug. You very much for September twelfth. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, we'll come back at you next time. We'll be back next week. We're gonna look at some uh, some conference previews, looking ahead to the Eastern and Western Conference, and we still have our big over under pod coming at you. So lots of good stuff on the horizon uh, for for Matty Van Ryan and Sam Riards. This is us. I don't know. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Florida. Shout Florida, out to yeah. the Caribbean Islands. Stay safe, all the folks yeah. out there. Yeah. God bless. Horrible. And we will talk to you soon, motherfucker. Thank you very much. Stay safe and 